Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Are you going to say this to online? How's everybody doing online? Saying good in your living room. Thank you so much. I just want to reiterate a couple things Julianne said. Has everyone got their dig- digging deep guide here? Hold it up. Put your name in it so you don't leave it there on your seat before you go. Uh, one thing, I just wanted to make mention just a couple things about that. If you know somebody who's at home watching online, grab an extra book, take it to them. Somebody who lives near you, grab an extra book, take it to them. If you are watching at home and you know somebody who's in the room, shoot them a text and say, hey, wouldn't you mind picking me up a guide? I'll come by your house and pick it up. And the reason I'm saying that, you can download one if you want, but we actually printed them. So I really want to get it into your hand if you're watching online. So you can get a friend to bring it to you or if you come by the church anytime this week between office hours, 8.30 to 4.30, we would love to put one of these into your hand uh, because we printed it. Don't wimp out on the PDF version. I don't mean that to be offensive. We printed it so you can come get it, all right? So text somebody or come by the building and get it. All right, so if you've got your guide there, I just wanna go through it real quick. Just a couple examples. Um, One of the things learning putting this together for you is that it didn't actually take me that long um, to write it, but man, editing the process, the editing process. People are mean when they edit your stuff. Just wanna let you know that. Now, what I did with this, it's just, a, it's a simple thing. This guide is just a very simple thing. And my recommendation for you over the next four weeks is to pick a time during the day. Now, I know this is harder if you have young children because your schedules are all over the place, but pick a time where you are gonna be going through this guide. And we have four different things over the next four weeks that we're uh, gonna be focusing on and we're gonna be preaching on those on a Sunday. And then you can be going through uh, different things during the week. So today we're gonna be talking about prayer And all of this week, we're just focusing on prayer in your Digging Deep guide. So each day, there's some prayers to pray, uh, just some recommendations. Get alone, get a Bible, leave your phone in another room, which is probably the most important recommendation of all in this. And then what we're going to do is we just actually want to focus on praying. So... Again, set some time aside. If you already have a schedule where you're doing a devotion or you're reading or praying, this will be great for that. If you don't have a time, this is a great thing for you to set up. Now, I know for me, at the end of the day, the beginning of every day, I have a habit. I am listening to messages every day and then I'm doing Bible reading in the morning. And so this is gonna be an easy thing for me just to pick up and also add to the things that I'm doing. So if that's, you already are doing something, just add that to your habit. But if you don't have a habit, of this, this will be a great way for you to start um, the year of 2022. All right, so if you're watching online, come get a book. So what we are doing with uh, the Digging Deep Guide is we just wanna create some practices that don't just last in January, Um, And any change that we make in January, whether it's a physical change, adjusting our diet, or we have goals, we don't want those just to be a January thing. We actually want those to take us through the year. And that's the same thing spiritually. What we want to do at the beginning of this year, and this is called Digging Deep, because I want us to dig deep into our faith. There's a lot of people over the last couple of years, sadly, uh, within the body of Christ at large, that are just really struggling in their faith, that they're... Uh, so many things that have happened in the world and then they're confused about their faith or they're not sure about a bunch of things. 
And so I think it's very important for individual believers, for churches to, hey, know what we believe and that our faith is in Christ and we should have deep roots in Christ so that come what may, we still have faith in God. Come what may in the world, God is still on the throne. We can put our trust in him. We should still be praying and worshiping and spending time Bible reading and having our lives focused on Jesus. And that's all of the things in the guide. And so I want us to have a deep faith, a genuine faith, an honest faith. If there's um, any second generation Christians in the room, in other words, you're at church because your parents are believers. This is an important thing for you to do that your faith needs to become your own. You can't constantly live in that borrowed faith from your parents. Thank God for the faith of your parents. Amen? But that your faith has to become your own. So that if your parents backslid for some reason, you're still in it. You're still gonna follow God. You can't have all of your faith in an individual and what they do or they don't do, that our faith is actually in God. And so this is the purpose of setting up these practices that we're doing in the guide. Now, I played a lot of sports growing up. And what we were doing at practice is we were simulating the game. And one of the drills that we would do both um, in hockey and in basketball is that we would do these sprint drills. And then in hockey, it's, it's skating from the, the blue line back to the goal line and the center line back to the goal line and then the far blue line back to the goal line and then the far goal line all the way back to the goal line, just skating really fast. And the same thing we would do in basketball. We would run from the baseline to the free throw line extended, then the center, and then so on and so forth. And it was worse in basketball because if you, it would become a contest. And we, this is not a good name, but these would be called suicides. So that if you finished of the last three guys doing the suicides, you had to do the whole thing again. And what our coaches were doing is they were simulating the game because that in the game, you're not gonna run and back forth between those lines or skate back and forth between those lines. But in the game, you're going to have to skate. And this is what we're doing with the digging deep guide that these, these things that we're doing, we should always be praying. And so we can create some practices for that. We should always be leaning into the word of God. So the digging deep guide is going to help you create some practices for that. We should always be worshiping. And so the Digging Deep Guide, week three, is going to help you to set some habits of worship. And then finally, we're going to just focus our lives on Jesus. And these should be always true, all of the time. And every aspect, every season, everything that we face, these are the things that we should go back to, the fundamentals. And that's what we learned at practice. We learned the fundamentals of the game so that when we were living out the game, we knew what to do. See, this is why I would say the, 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 the sad part for me over the last couple of years that I've seen, so many people fall away from their faith. So their faith just became a church building thing. And so, uh, so many believers weren't able to be in the church building and then they completely abandoned their faith. But the point of the gathering, the point of the learning, the point of the praying is so that we put these things into practice that we live them out, that we actually incorporate them into our lives and our responses to life. Because there's gonna be things happen in your life, negative stuff, right? Has anyone seen any negative things happen in the world the last couple of years? Yes. Now we could react, 
in the flesh and in anger and in frustration, but instead we should respond with faith in God. We should respond with prayer. We should respond by saying, God, what does your word say? God, we should respond by saying, God, I'm gonna worship you in this moment regardless of what's happening in the world. I'm gonna be thankful to you. And then finally, again, my life is centered around Jesus. But that is my response. So I want us to have a deep faith in God. And, and I could preach to you and, and I can do my best, but there's gonna take some effort on your part to putting these things in practice. So that is the purpose of the Digging Deep Guide and that is the purpose of this series. So as we think about this year, one of the things that we do at the beginning of every year is that we set some goals, right? New Year's resolutions, we call these things, or, or we want to make some changes. Anybody wanna make some changes in 2022? You should, you should want things to be better than the past. Some good things have happened in the past, but some bad things have happened in the past. And some of those bad things is because we made stupid choices, right? Okay, I only got like one partial amen. <laughs> we made some stupid choices in the past, right? So we don't wanna do those again. We wanna do better this year. We wanna learn from our mistakes. We wanna learn from the word of God. We wanna put different things into practice. And so what I want to do, which my desire should be, is to keep myself in the story of God. See, the scripture is God's involvement in people's lives and then him telling his story through their lives. And we should desire that. God, what story do you want to tell through my life in 2022? So as we're starting out today and this week talking about prayer, that's what we should do. I want to dream with God this year. What are the changes that need to take place for me and for my family in 2022? What do I need to think about, God? Because we could dream a bunch of stuff, right? You can be like, I, at the end of 2022, I want to be the starting guard for the Toronto Raptors. That would be a waste of a dream, right, for me? Thank you for the laughter over here. That would be a waste of the dream for everybody in this room. I could just, I could, this is what I want to do this year. No, we want to dream with God. Spending time in God's presence. God, what are the adjustments that I need to make in my life? Because you're a year older. Your kids are a year older. Your business is in a different season. Your life might be in a different season. God has brought you forward to this place. What is God wanting you to do next in life? What is God wanting you to focus on next? What are the adjustments that you need to make? This is all discipleship stuff. Jesus has called us to be disciples. And in the word disciple is discipline. Does everybody like that word? Discipline. We've got to discipline ourselves to dig into God. To, to root ourselves in him. So we wanna dream with God, keep ourselves in the story of God. So as we're talking about prayer today, I just wanna give you a little image about prayer and I'm gonna read this scripture here in a second. But at Bible school, one of my instructors had a, a picture on her wall and this picture was a picture of prayer. And really it was a bunch of gears. And, and the point of the gears was effective praying actually starts in heaven or it starts with the will of God or the word of God. 
and the gears would spin all the way down to the person, and then the person would then spin the gears back up to God. In other words, it starts with God, and this is our desire, again, talking about dreaming with, with God. God has some stuff for us to do. And what we want to pray out and walk out is the stuff that starts in heaven. The stuff that starts with the the, the ways of God. We were singing about that this morning. The purposes of God, the plans of God for 2022. And I, I want to stay in my lane of prayer for 2022. If you're taking notes, you actually have some paper for sure. So take some notes today. Who is God having you to pray for this year? We used to call it a burden. I have a burden to pray. And everybody should pray for your family. These are the automatic ones who should be praying. If you have children, you should be praying for your children and their future. Praying for our loved ones. Now, some of the, some of the sometimes we miss a burden of prayer and think of it as anger against someone else. We might be angry at a politician, but that might actually be a burden of prayer. And so this is what we need to be aware of. Who is the Holy Spirit bringing up in our lives that we should pray for? The prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. It's just the automatic thing we do. I try to make this a practice when I go to the grocery store. And I think it's very easy right now to find somebody in the grocery store who's going through a hard time. And what my goal is as I'm walking through the grocery store is not to like make a wide berth around this person. Oh, this person's going through a hard time. What I want to do, I'm looking for someone to pray for. This should be my first response. God, who is it that you're wanting me to pray for? Be aware. The Holy Spirit is gonna bring up people in our lives. See, prayer offers believers a means of acknowledging the character and purposes of God and an opportunity to seek guidance and to walk out his will. This is what prayer does for us. Last week, we mentioned the sons of Issachar, that they knew the signs of the times, that they could look out and see what was going on. And we should be able to look out into the world and know that there's a struggle happening. We should be aware of the signs of the times. And so for believers, we should pray. The struggle in the world is there's a bunch of people that aren't walking out the will of God, that have a bunch of crazy ideas about how the world should be as as opposed to yielding to the one who created life and say, God, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? The other is happening. It's all about self. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week when we look at the word of God. So the sons of Issachar were able to see the signs of the times. Another phrase in scripture is to watch and pray. Can we see what's going on? See, and again, once we understand these purposes of prayer, it's not like, oh man, I gotta pray. No, I get to pray. I get to be a part of praying out the will of God. I get to be a part of desiring God's will for other people that don't desire God's will. 
because the world is a mess. And we need the kingdom of God now more than ever. And we should dig deep into our faith and pray. Paul to the church at Ephesus says this, Ephesians chapter six, verse 16, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one (laughs) and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit. We talked about this last week that our, our, our response should be to pray. We should pray for all people. Paul is saying that we should be praying at all times. Now, again, we, we, praying at all times doesn't mean that we're not raising our kids because we're praying. We, that we're maintaining this attitude of prayer. That everywhere I go, that I, if I'm prompted by the Spirit of God to pray, I can pray. And someone doesn't have to know that I'm praying. Again, this is one of the benefits of the mask at the moment. Not many benefits. This is one of the benefits. Don't argue about that. Just, just relax. I can pray. Someone doesn't, and then you can also pray without necessarily having to pray some big loud prayer. We can be praying things under our breath and sort of maintaining that place with God, maintaining that place of prayer, praying at all times. With all prayer and supplication to that end, Keep alert, watch and pray. We gotta be alert. What do I need to be praying for? Desiring the will of God. Keep alert with all perseverance. In other words, I'm not gonna give up. I'm going to dig deep into my faith. That that I'm okay praying for five years about something. That I'm okay for praying for 10 years about something. We need to be okay for praying the rest of our lives about what's happening in the culture of Canada. We should want the will of God. So for the rest of our lives, we're committing, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. God, we want your ways to happen in Canada, persevering in prayer, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth. So I'm throwing this in for me. This is something you can pray for me. And also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth to boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare boldly as I ought to speak. Now, unlike Paul, I'm not in jail, but I request that you pray that for me, that I can speak boldly the word of God, the gospel. Because the gospel, the message of Christ, is the thing that's going to carry the church and the world through. It's going to get us through to the other side. Not just for me, but for other pastors and preachers who are proclaiming the gospel. So last week when we talked about prayer, we talked about some practicalities of prayer and and what to pray for and who to pray for, an attitude to pray with. And this week we're going to talk talk about some qualities of effective biblical prayer. So you're ready? We're going to take some notes. We're going to dig deep. We're going to have this be meaningful to us because right now, this is just the practice. This is doing the suicides. It's a terrible word. We're doing the thing that gets us ready for the game. So here's some qualities of effective biblical praying. Prayer should be humble. 
Luke 18 verse nine says this, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So this is who Jesus is talking, they're trusting themselves. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Do you hear a problem with this prayer as it starts? What is the problem with this prayer? He starts out with I. God, I thank you that I, it's not a good place to start our prayers. We don't start with ourselves. We start with God. Humbly come to God. I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing afar off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me. Do you see how his prayer started? The other guy's prayer started with, I, I am this and I'm amazing and I'm so good. The tax collector, in other words, the one who was the worst of the worst sinner, his prayer started out with, God, be merciful. Humble praying. Be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So we come to God humbly and we come to God starting. Here's a good Simple start of any prayer. God, I thank you for your mercy. What is God's mercy? That you don't get what you deserve. We deserve, because of our mistakes, because of our sin, we deserve to live forever without God, but because of God's mercy that we can actually have a relationship with God, that our destiny can be changed forever. So we don't start our prayer talking about how good we are and how smart we are. We start with God, thank you for your mercy. So we come humbly. Next thing that biblical prayer is, is bold. Someone's like, well, wait, how can, it, how can it be humble and bold? Well, let's read the scripture together here. First John chapter five, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we, we, know that we have what we have asked of him. So when we're coming boldly to pray, we're asking for the will of God so we can come boldly, not just asking for our thing, not what just we want, but I'm asking for the will of God so I can come with boldness. The scripture tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace, to find help in time of need. Do you and I need help to live? So much so. Married people, Do you need help to be married? (laughs) Even the people sitting beside your spouse. Nicole needs so much grace to be married to me. 
every day, God, help me to be married to this man. We need grace to live, coming boldly to ask for the things that God has promised us. You can just come and ask. We talked about this as we finished up last week. I'm coming without shame and asking for the things that God has provided. Another thing, number three, biblical praying should be in faith. In other words, I'm trusting God. Hebrews 11, verse six, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. In faith, and I'm coming in faith. I'm trusting him. I'm relying on him. Effective biblical praying is in faith. Putting my trust in God. And then what did the scripture tell us there? He's a rewarder. God's not a withholder. He's a rewarder. So when we come with his promises, his way, his will, scripture says that he is a rewarder. So we can come in faith. The next thing is that prayer should be sincere. And this is why the majority of our praying should be alone. That we're not putting on a show of prayer so that you're trying to project to other people that they really know that you can pray. That's, that's not why we pray. It should be sincere. The scripture says that God doesn't regard vanity. In other words, emptiness. God, you're, we're not gonna fake God out. So that our praying should be sincere. Psalm 145 verse 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. So we're just coming to God honestly, bringing his word, bringing ourselves. Number five, prayer, biblical, effective praying is simple. This is why this guide will help you. Matthew 6, verse 7, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you have need of before you ask. He knows what you need before you ask. But someone's like, well, then why do I need to ask? The whole point of praying is about being with God, just spending time in his presence asking for the things that we need based on the word of God. Now think, if you could pray an hour, awesome, go for it. But don't think just because you can pray an hour, that's more effective than just simple praying to God. It shouldn't be like click stopwatch or touch. I'm gonna do a stopwatch. If I hit 10 minutes, man, God would really be impressed. Or that's the right amount of time. No, just simple, bringing God his word to him, spending time with him. Number six, prayer should be persistent. I mentioned this already, that I'm not gonna quit. Praying for our loved ones who are far from God. We pray until. We just keep praying. We keep asking. 
Do you know that God loves your loved ones more than you do? Amen. And what we're doing when we're asking God to move on the heart of our loved ones, because we know that he loves them, that he's drawing them to himself. So we keep praying that that's his will for all people to be saved. So we keep asking for his will. And when someone's like, well, I prayed, why aren't they saved yet? Didn't you reject God for a while? Are you here this morning? Are you watching online? Didn't you reject God for a while? But somebody was praying for you that God will move on your heart. So we persist in prayer. People have a will. People can reject the things that God is doing in their hearts, just like you have at different times. And since we know that's true, we keep praying. We persist in prayer. Colossians chapter four, verse two, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. We just continue. We're just gonna keep praying. We're just gonna keep asking. We're just gonna keep talking to God. We're gonna keep setting time aside and we're gonna keep praying. Last thing, number eight, prayer should be in accord with God's will. And I read this scripture earlier and I'm gonna read it again, but I'm gonna emphasize something different that all praying should be in line with the will or the word of God. First John chapter five, verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Whose will? What, what are we supposed to be asking in, in accordance with? God's will. So that's why effective praying, like my gear illustration earlier, starts with the will of God. See, again, my stupid example about trusting God to become the Raptors' starting point guard in 2022 is not based in the will of God for my life. So God is under no obligation to be answering that prayer. Can I get an amen? (laughs) So good praying is all about aligning your ask. Gotta be careful how you say that. Aligning your ask. Aligning yourself with the will of God. What is it that we see in the word of God? What are the promises of God? What do we see in the life and ministry of Jesus that is the will of God? I just mentioned one a second ago that that all would come to repentance and all would have a saving experience with God. We know that this is the will of God. So these are the things that we pray. That's just one example. But there's so many things that we could see in the word of God that we know are the will of God. And those are the things that we align ourselves with. Good, effective praying starts with the word of God. So each day in the guide, I got some scriptures in there. There's some prayers right in the scripture and we can, we can pray those things and they can become practices for us. But then there's things in the prayers in the scripture that reveal to us the will of God. And those are the things that we know. 
We know that he hears us when we pray. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. And again, the struggle when we think about these things, it's like, okay, Pastor Brent, I've seen this in the word of God and I'm praying for it and I'm asking for it, but I haven't seen it yet. See, our part is the believing and the asking. God's part is the timing and the outcomes. Quit trying to do God's part for him. Figuring out the timing. I was, I was talking to my daughter over break about some of these things. And it's great when your kids are old enough to teach you stuff. And uh, she was saying that there was a, a season that some things weren't working out. Then she thought for sure that she had heard the voice of God and it had gone about four years and nothing was happening and she was disappointed. And she, she went back and she was reading in her journal about this one specific day when all of this you know, came to a head for her and she was just sort of frustrated with God. And why doesn't that happen, God? And I thought I heard your voice. And then now she's walking in the things that she has been praying for for a while. What was her struggle? Struggle was the timing. I see this thing now, so I'm praying and asking for it, so it should show up tomorrow, right? I know there's been some things in my life that I was praying and asking for, and it took about a decade. But how many know at the end of that decade when that thing came to pass, thank God. Well, why did it have to take a decade? That's not your worry. Your worry is the praying, the asking, the believing. God's part is the timing and the outcome. See, a great part about praying is that you realize you're not God. And that's why we don't pray like that Pharisee. I thank you, Lord, that I am this and I am this and I am this and I'm amazing. Because if we, if we do all of those things in prayer, we think, look how great I am. God, surely you're gonna do this for me. But God doesn't do stuff for us because we're so great. He does stuff for us because he's so great. And it just comes to us as a gift because we've aligned ourselves with the will and the word of God. And we're asking in accord with his will. We're not asking for the stuff that he hasn't given to us. Praying is seeking and asking fellowship. It's a healthy habit. It's contemplation. It's confession. It's cooperation. It's an action of faith. It's persistence. It's worship, it's thanksgiving, it's commitment, it's repentance, it's accepting of the promises, it's alignment. So as we start out this year digging deep into our faith, God, we pray and we ask that your kingdom come your will be done, desiring your will. And again, when I'm saying that, I'm, I'm, we actually know what the will of God is in so many different instances in the scripture. And that's what we're asking for. It's not like a cop-out. Oh, nothing's happening. So I guess God, whatever you want. 
and then we're taking that to mean some sort of negative thing that's happening in my life. No, the reason Jesus had us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Because all of the things that are happening in our lives and in the world aren't in accord with the will of God. That's why God wants us to pray. That's why he wants us to ask. That's why he wants us to invite his ways and his thoughts into our lives, not just in the practice, but in the game of life, so to speak, into the real world that we live in. That I, God, I'm wanting your will in this moment, in my marriage, in my parenting, with my finances, with my body. God, I just want your will in all of these areas. I want to walk it out. Let's just pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that we have to be able to come to you and pray. That you actually hear us when we pray. God, and we just pick one thing in this moment that we know is true from your word, that you are the God of peace. that with your peace, you guard our hearts and our minds in a season of uncertainty. We know that you are the same. So we pray and we ask for your peace. We thank you, Lord, that we can have peace in our homes. We have peace on the job. We have peace at school. Your, your peace that passes all understanding regardless of the circumstances going on around us. We thank you and we receive that peace today in this moment so that we can go out this week and we can live in your peace. We thank you for that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you are in the room today or you are watching us online and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God, one of the things that we can ask for from God is a relationship with him because he's provided one and it's his will for all of us in the room and everybody watching online to actually walk in a relationship with God. The gospel, the good news is that Jesus came to provide that relationship. He came, he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross, took our sin upon him on the cross, our sin that separates us from God. And then God raised him from the dead to prove that it was all true. Because God did all of that through Jesus, we can actually have a relationship with God. It is God's will for all of us, for everybody to have a relationship with him. So all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is say yes. All we have to do is receive what God gives us. So I'm gonna pray our prayer here in a second. If you have never done that today, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You just pray along with me today. This, relation, this, this prayer is just a starting point. 
of a lifelong journey of following Jesus. The same for you if you're watching online and you've never said yes to Jesus. You follow along this prayer as well. So everybody, let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's pray this prayer out loud together today. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So God, today I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I receive the relationship you give. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's congratulate those that did that for the first time. Hey, if that is you this morning and you are in the room, uh, one of our team members has some materials at the info desk in the lobby that they would love to put into your hand. Like I said, this prayer is just a moment, a one-time decision, but we wanna follow Jesus for the rest of our lives. It is just a journey of faith. And we have some materials that will help you on your journey of faith. So go to the info desk in the lobby and let them know that you made that decision. Same thing if you are watching us online and you made that choice for the very first time today, if you would email us at info at thecitychurch.ca, we will get those same materials into your hands. All right, everybody, make sure you've got your digging deep guide in your hand before you leave today. I don't want you to leave it on your seat, especially if you put your name in it. And if you're watching online, it's not too late to text somebody or come by the building tomorrow to pick up one of your guides. All right, so as you have your guide tomorrow, whatever time you choose, it's an easy thing to do. First page says Monday. Can't miss it. Set some time aside and go through the prayer that's in your digging deep guide. Have an amazing day and we will see you next Sunday. You are dismissed.